we know we're in Psalm 119. And I am going to really try to get through the first, or from verse 4 through verse 8. The Bible says, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently, and that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes Oh, forsake me not utterly. Father, we thank for the word of God. Bless us now with your presence. And Father, may we apply its truth to our hearts. In Christ's name, amen. And so we're going to pick up with verse 4. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. It's an interesting thing. Again, I'd love to look at the meaning of words and uh, look them up in the dictionary and, and see where... The definitions apply to scripture and uh, for me again I my favorite dictionary for Bible study is Webster's 1828 if you can get that or put an app on your on your phone to uh, bring up definitions that's what I would recommend uh, he gives a good testimony in front of his dictionary on how he received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior thou hast commanded us command uh, to have or exercise supreme authority. Second uh, definition is the right or power of governing uh, with exclusive authority. Another definition is to bid, to order, power of control, to require obedience. And it's interesting as we read the scripture here, it tells us that thou hast commanded us. So God is speaking to us as individuals and to us as a church, a body of Christ, that he is commanding, he is directing us. He has the absolute authority in our life. This is why I do believe in the sovereignty of our almighty God. I am not a Calvinist. I just believe that God is in control of everything. And when I read this scripture, and again, I'm a military person. I uh, spent 20 years in the Marine Corps. Uh, when I first went into boot camp at 17 years old, I got off in what they called cattle cars because that's what they picked us up from the railroad station with and brought us to San Diego, a recruit uh, training depot there. They had these yellow footprints on it on the pavement. And so when they got you often and they told us that we were a herd, they commanded us to get out and put our feet in those yellow footprints. Now, there was no such thing as lingering. We learned immediately that our drill instructor had absolute authority over us. They told us when to get up, when to go to bed. They told us when to stand at attention or when uh, we could go to what we call the mess hall. That's a dining hall for Air Force people. Uh, but uh, you think about it. It was a command. And in boot camp, we learned that whatever our drill instructor told us to do, we were expected to obey it immediately without thinking or questioning his authority. And usually every command that he gave us, there was a prelim. Uh, the word attention was not attention. 
It was, ah, and you knew immediately he said, ah, you better start springing to the fact that you would had come to attention. And a forward march was four, and boy, your ears tuned, and you knew you were going to step out with your left foot at a 30-inch pace at a cadence that everybody but would be in step at that time. Christianity today, we reason with God, uh, or we like to reason with God. We like to not take his command as a command, but as a request. And that's not what the definition says. He has absolute authority over our lives once we are born again to do with whatever he wants to do. That's right. We are his children. And always realize this, he never commands us to do something that would not be beneficial to us. So when you go through test trials and tribulations, and our pastor preached a good message on uh, discouragement this past Sunday. I don't know how many of you went home and thought about that, but uh, I have a little plaque that says, David encouraged himself in the Lord, and how true that is. When did he do that? Do you remember that? It was at Ziglag. Oh, uh, he came from fighting a battle, great victory, got back and saw the enemy had come in and, and taken his wives, his children, and everything they had. And his soldiers, who just saw him give them a great victory, decided they were going to kill him. But the scripture says David encouraged himself in the Lord. When God commands us, and it's something that we may not like to do, we may be hedged or uh, hesitant to try to do it. If he has commanded us to do it, he gives us the wisdom, the knowledge, the strength, and the power to do exactly what he commands us to do. It's not the time set, well, I don't think so. Again, I'm a combat warrior. When we went into combat and our platoon sergeant or our platoon commander told us to move, to such and such a place. We didn't turn around and say, well, Lieutenant, you know, I think I have a better idea. Why? When you're under enemy fire, it's not the time to question the leadership's ability. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we are God's children, and are we not soldiers of the Lord? Amen. According to Timothy, we are. And uh, we need to understand it. So when God commands, we need to obey. And again, we could look at different uh, scripture over in Deuteronomy 28. uh, It talks about the Lord shall command his blessings on thee. Isn't that an interesting thought? We just sang tonight, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And what a tremendous hymn that is. But so we see here, thou hast commanded us, thou. That's a direct command to us individually, thou. And when he speaks, uh, when he spoke to Pastor Plemons heart, thou shalt come mm-hmm. to Marshall, Wisconsin, to be the pastor of Marshall Baptist Church. His response was, and I don't think he did this, would not be like, uh, well, should I put the fleece out? And if it's wet, okay, I'll go. No, he what? Fell before the Lord and said, Lord, is this your desire? And then what? He, obedi- uh, he was obedient and heeding to the call of God. And so we see this. We need to do that. Uh, again, uh, commanded us to keep. And you know, again, keep, careful. It's a continual observance. And again, thy precepts diligently. 
Diligently is an interesting verse or word because it means be careful. It's with steady application of what the command has told you to do, and God is relying upon us to be obedient and to fulfill that commandment. And, uh, you know, as I said, this is not my note. Here's a side note. Did he not command the church, go ye into all the world? Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting? We heard uh, from the Morrisons. They're interesting in planting a church in Africa. But you know, what is Brother Holmes doing in Ukraine? In June, they're going to go start and plant a church out of the believers that they have what? Led to the Lord Jesus Christ, have trained the men, and and have received the calling of God to be a pastor. Think about this, Marshall Baptist Church, because God has commanded us to give our tithe and offerings and be involved in going into all the world, that's a blessing to hear about how churches are being established. And uh, praise the Lord for that. That command is not a request. And again, we need to go forward. Precepts, remember what precepts means? Instructions given to direct our conduct. Grab a hold of that. That's part of the word of God that God tells us. So here God commands us to keep his precepts, his guidebook, the word of God, in our lives as we apply its truth to our hearts that we go forth and uh, be a warrior for Jesus Christ. All of us have a responsibility. All of us ought to be responding to the word of God. What do you want me to do? And you know, it's, it's you're not questioning God's authority. You're asking God, okay, reveal to me as part as a member of Marshall Baptist Church or as a body a part of the body of Christ, what do you want me to do individually within the church? And then Lord, what do you want me to do collectively as the body of Christ? It's exciting when you think about it, what God allows you and I to do for his glory. So we see in this this verse it's directed at us as uh children of God that that we are to keep the commandments of God, or excuse me, the commandments and the precepts of God diligently. Be careful. The last four verses of this segment talks about the individual responsibility that you and I have to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. When you read your word of God, uh, in the original Hebrew, I know there was no periods, no commas, no exclamation points. But as you read this verse, do you read it? Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. What's the end of that sentence? What's the punctuation mark? Is it not an exclamation point? Does not to show excitement about what God is speaking to our hearts? Think about that. Read that. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. You know, again, happy is a person that follows the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Is my life an example as it should be in uh, keeping the statutes of the Savior? What's the statutes? It's its binding forth or the enactment as God is legislator of his word in our lives. It's a permanent rule. It doesn't change. I'm glad I have a God that doesn't change. Aren't you? 
I'm glad I, I believe that God has preserved and inspired his word in the King James Bible that I don't have to worry about perversions. I don't have to worry about other man's thoughts, what God they, what they think God may have said or may not have said. What I need to do is just read it. Oh, that my ways, that how I live my life will be directed in keeping the statutes of God. Uh, that's my, that is my, my confidence. That is my trust. That is my purpose in life is to keep the statutes or the word of God in my life. What he deems right for me, I need to do. By the way, isn't that us? what salvation is all about? Giving up our, our will to God's will. I will do what he wants me to do. All my ways. It's, again, uh, directed. Uh, it's aiming, pointing, guiding. Uh, it's to be instructed. When I was a young teenager, my grandfather, who was a policeman in, uh, at Holly, Michigan, taught me how to shoot a pistol. And he said, wherever you point your finger, that's what, where that pistol is going to fire. And he said, uh, so when you draw that, you're either going to shoot, and if you're going to shoot, you need to be knowing what you're shooting at, what you're aiming at, and what is the purpose of drawing your weapon. Now, do we not have the sword of the Lord, which is the Bible? Mm-hmm. So how we learn to use it is very important in our lives. Uh, again, he taught me to draw and point. Uh, when I went into the Marine Corps, I am an expert pistolman. Now today, <clears throat> I can't hold my pistol <laughs> steady enough. My hand shakes too much. But how about the Word of God? And we'll look at this verse later. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Do we know enough of God's Word that we can lead a soul to Jesus Christ? That's what church, coming to church, is about. Is hear the Word of God preach, challenge that we may be better servants of the Lord. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Did not Daniel purpose in his heart that he might not sin against God? And it all had to do with a diet. But he did not want to defile himself with a king's portion called dainty meats uh, in that fact that he wanted to maintain the dietary law that he knew as a child and grew up with and uh, that he would not defile himself. And because he did that, did he not find favor even amongst the heathen? Think about it. Go back and read Daniel. He purposed in his heart not to sin against God, to keep and and to let God direct my, my path, the path that God has led me, that I might be found pleasing unto God and also to those that are around me. So we just need to keep on keeping on. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. And then verse uh, 6 says, Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. Again, that word commandments is total. Everything that God has said in the word, I need to see how it applies or does not apply to my life, that I might know how to let him direct my paths. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, of course. So you and I, as as children of God, need to see that. Uh, Respect means to regard. It's attention. It's uh, honor, given honor to respect. And you know, here's something I learned a long time ago. I mean, a long time ago. 
I may not have to respect a person, but I need to respect a position. Because respect is something that you and I earn. God doesn't have to earn it. He just demands it of us. I am God. I am the creator and sustainer of everything. And I need to pay attention to him. There is no respect of God today in modern society. There's no fear of God amongst the general population of Christians. Uh, I, again, I've used this illustration over and over again, but it's true. I feared my granddad. I didn't fear that he would uh, send me to hell. I don't fear my God. My God will not send me to hell. But I do fear his chastening hand. Remember, and my illustration is this. When I was a teenager, my granddad was police chief of Holly, Michigan. And his comment to all of his grandchildren was, you will not hitchhike. Hitchhiking is dangerous. So you will not hitchhike. Well, I missed my bus going home. I lived on a farm. And as I'm walking down the street, I look up the street, look down the street. I don't see the police car. I don't see my grandpa's car. And I stepped out in the street and stuck out my thumb. And out of the grocery store, uh, Cleaver's grocery store pulled my grandfather. And he pulled up alongside of me and he said, lad, get in. I get in and I know where we're going. We're going to 303 Thomas Street to the woodshed. I am not kidding you. My grandfather played the strap of knowledge upon my little old body. And I'm 80, almost 83, and I do not hitchhike. Why? My grandfather's been gone for a long time. But he, in that chastisement, brought a fact to me. I may not think he's around and seeing me, but he's there. Our God sees and knows all. And so I respect my God. I know who he is and what he's capable of. He's given us all the examples we need in the word of God. So as we look at this verse, I don't want to be ashamed. It's again ashamed of of my testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I just, you know, again, uh, when I have respect unto all thy commandments, uh, again, I don't want to be ashamed. As I learn more and more, and by the way, I have not attained, I'm still learning, but the more I learn, the more I realize what God requires of you and I is just obedience. He wants us to be active in being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. I was listening to a conspirator theory podcast last night, but the guy is a Jewish man, and he talks and he talks about bringing in a world of peace. Impossible. Until we hear the trumpet sound, and we're raptured out of this place, and then we come back seven years later with Jesus to establish his millennial kingdom, then there will be peace. But only for a thousand years, Satan's loose. And so, you know, you listen to this, and you've got to listen to words. Immediately I knew that this man was not a born-again Christian. Amen? So we just need to see that. I don't want to be ashamed uh, when I have respect unto all. By the way, underline the word all, highlight it. 
because it means all. What does all mean? One of the saddest things I have is I have a cousin that uh, lives in Alabama. His dad was the presiding elder of a Church of Christ. Church of Christ believes in baptismal regeneration and that you can lose your salvation. And I talked to him for 20 minutes and read scripture. And he says, that's only your opinion. I said, this is what Christ said, that you have eternal life. How long is eternal life? He says, well, if you lose your salvation, you don't have eternal life. He says, there's verses in the scripture that says you can only have hope. And I said, oh, Dennis, you're wrong. It's sad. So you and I, I'm not ashamed to be saying, I'm born again. How do I know I'm going to heaven? Because God saved me. He sent Christ to die and pay for all of my sins. And then the Bible tells us, these things I've written unto you that you may know. That's intimate knowledge. That's in your will, your soul, your spirit, that you are born again and you're on your way to heaven. Nobody can take you out of God's hands. Amen? So we see that we don't want to be ashamed. And then having respect unto all the commandments of God. Just, you know, live for the Lord Jesus Christ. God's commandments, all of them. Uh, It's a mandate given by authority. You know, the greatest one we have, and I know people just, you know, you ask them, do you love God? Oh, yes, I love God. I talked to my neighbor and uh, witnessed to her the other day, and she was on her way to work, and I said, uh, you know, I don't see you. I've invited you to come to church with you and your, your boyfriend come to church. She said, well, I don't, I don't go to church because I was abused when I was a young kid, and I was forced to go to church. And she says, besides, I'm not going to hell. I've done enough good works. Mm-hmm. And so I quoted her to Ephesians chapter 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works. Mm-hmm. I said, your works aren't going to get you there. End of conversation. She didn't care. It's sad, folks. But I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not backing off. There's only one way to be saved, and that's through Jesus Christ. And you and I must submit and surrender to our Savior that we can not, or that we will not be ashamed to have respect unto all the commandments of God. And then we see in verse 7, I will praise thee with the uprightness of my heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. You know, praise coming from a thankful heart. And any time I I read a, I write down a phrase like this, the Bible says in everything, give what? Thanks. For this is the in everything, Lord. It's what the Bible says. When you're going through a test, trial, and tribulation, how much do you trust God? That he allowed it in your life? He's going to take you through it, and it's on the other side you shout the victory. Because he delivers. He will take you through it. And you and I need to, again, submit ourselves under the direction of God. Use the scripture. Uh, There's tremendous verses in there that God tells us that he allows things in our lives that we might help others. I think that's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Let's go there for a minute. I've got a couple of minutes. 2 Corinthians, I love this. 
The Bible says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comfort us, us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, that's an awesome statement, that God is a God of all comfort, and he comforts us in our tribulation that we may comfort others in any trouble. Why? We've learned to praise God for the victory that he's given us. Grab a hold of that. He is the God of all comfort. When David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. I love that verse also. Make it personal. Don't just read words. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. When I say my shepherd, here's here's the things you put in your mind. One of the Japanese words I learned was watashiwa, which means me, I. And the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, praise comes from a thankful heart. Those things that we have learned. Learning is an ongoing process. It comes from reading, studying, and applying God's word to my heart. To learn, to observe what's going on around us. How, and you know, when you read biographies of, of the saints that have gone through test trials and tribulations, we learn from them. You ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs or any other uh, persecution of Christians? I think I there's one on my shelf called uh, Fair Sunshine, Beyond Fair Sunshine. But it talks about how, you ever think about this? How could believers be chained to a post and be burnt alive? And while God is taking them to heaven, they're quoting scripture. That's awesome. It makes me realize I need to memorize scripture. If I have to face martyrdom, how much will I trust my God? Uh, I tell you, it's just, when you read that, at first, when I was not saved, I used to say, that's impossible. When I got saved, I began to understand our God is such a great God. There his grace was sufficient unto the day. And these people would die for the cause of Jesus Christ. I often wonder people say, well, I would do that. I learned a long time ago, those people that brag with big mouths of what they're going to do are usually the ones that run. That's a fact, folks. And you see that all the time. So we need to, as Christians and as a body of Christ, I will praise thee. <coughs> with the uprightness of my heart, uprightness, honesty, integrity in principle and practice. That's what this means, uprightness, integrity. It's a word that's not used much. Look up that word. It's an awesome word. It has to move, do more than just honesty, front part. And the integrity comes from within. That's your character. That's what you are when no one else is around. And so the integrity of my heart, the depth of my being, I need to be upright before the Lord. I need to be honest. I need to be honest with poor people that others may see Christ in and through me. Righteous judgments, that's judicial pronouncements by word or act 
against particular lines of conduct. And again, we see that, that uh, the, again, that, that uh, we uh, need to continue to praise God from the integrity of my heart. It's not, well, praise the Lord. You know, I really dis- despise people saying that Christians will say, oh, praise the Lord anyway. Are you really praising God? What if he took the anyway and said, well, I'll just bring a little bit more tribulation and see how much you are going to praise him. And it's, so it's awesome when we think about this, that I need to learn to praise God with the uprightness of my heart. When I have, when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Folks, we're living in exciting times. I believe that. I believe Christ could come back at any moment. Am I ready to meet him in the air? Have I done my absolute best for him? We need to keep on doing that. When we fail, we confess it as sin, get up and say, God, give me another chance. And God will give you another chance. So we read that here. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I have learned thy righteous judgments. And then it says, I will keep thy statutes Oh, forsake me not utterly. I will keep thy statutes. And again, we know what that is. I is personal. The psalmist is saying, listen, Lord, I will do my best to keep what you have laid before me. That personal responsibility that every believer has, no matter what our age may be, We need to keep on keeping on for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's exciting that he's given us the responsibility. Aren't you glad God is, you know, I don't look God as a dictator. He is a loving father. But as a loving father, he has the right to chasten us when we do wrong. He has the right to bless us. And I think we need to praise God for the blessings that he has bestowed upon us. Again, to keep is to hold, to have in custody, to preserve. Forsake me not is, oh, don't leave me, Lord. Don't withdraw utterly from me. Don't, because of my, I am a sinner, don't withdraw thyself from me because I sin. Let me confess my sin and let you restore that sweet fellowship we have with God the Father and one another. So we see in this, these small eight verses, how God has laid the foundation of the total word of God and how it's to be applied to your life and my life, how we're to be excited about what God is doing for us. Uh, When I say excited, music is a part of my background. I'm not a good singer, but I tell you what, music has always been a part. Uh, You know, one day we will see Jesus. And I want to be able to say praise the Lord to him. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. It's good to be in the house of God.